wave light instead of just visible light, then the sky at night would appear white instead of black, because it continues to glow from the heat of the Big Bang. Oh, and because atoms are so small and are constantly recycled, every breath you take contains atoms that were once breathed by Julius Caesar and Elvis Presley. So, a little bit of you once ruled Rome and sang blue suede shoes. End footnote. Then, while the Earth was cooling... While tectonic plates shifted, evil took form, until at last life appeared and evil found a target for its rage. Yet it could not reach us, for the universe was not ordered in its favour, or so it seemed. But the thing in the darkness was very patient. It stoked the fires of its fury, and it waited for a chance to strike. Chapter 2 in which we encounter a small boy, his dog, and some people who are up to no good. On the night in question, Mr. Abernathy answered the door to find a small figure dressed in a white sheet standing on his porch. The sheet had two holes cut into it at eye level so that the small figure could walk around without bumping into things, a precaution that seemed wise, given that the small figure was also wearing rather thick glasses. The glasses were balanced on its nose outside the sheet, giving it the appearance of a short-sighted and not terribly frightening ghost. A mismatched pair of sneakers, the left blue, the right red, poked out from the bottom of the sheet. In its left hand, the figure held an empty bucket. From its right stretched a dog leash, ending at a red collar that encircled the neck of a little dachshund. The dachshund stared up at Mr. Abernathy with what Mr. Abernathy felt was a troubling degree of self-awareness. If he hadn't known better, Mr. Abernathy might have taken the view that this was a dog that knew it was a dog and wasn't very happy about it, all things considered. Equally, the dog also appeared to know that Mr. Abernathy was not a dog, for in general, dogs view humans as just large dogs that have learned the neat trick of walking on two legs, which only impresses dogs for a short period of time. This suggested to Mr. Abernathy that he was a decidedly smart dog indeed, freakishly so. There was something disapproving in the way the dog was staring at Mr. Abernathy. Mr. Abernathy sensed that the dog was not terribly keen on him, and he found himself feeling both annoyed and slightly depressed that he had somehow disappointed the animal. Mr. Abernathy looked from the dog to the small figure, then back again, as though unsure as to which one of them was going to speak. "'Trick or treat,' said the small figure eventually from beneath the sheet. Mr. Abernathy's face betrayed utter bafflement. "'What?' said Mr. Abernathy. "'Trick or treat?' the small figure repeated. Mr. Abernathy's mouth opened once, then closed again. He looked like a fish having an afterthought. He appeared to grow even more confused. He glanced at his watch and checked the date, wondering if he'd somehow lost a few days between hearing the doorbell ring and opening the door. "'It's only October the 28th,' he said. "'I know,' said the small figure. "'I thought I'd get a head start on everyone else.' "'What?' said Mr. Abernathy again. "'What?' said the small figure. "'Why are you saying what?' said Mr. Abernathy. "'I just said what.' "'I know. Why?' "'Why what?' "'My question exactly,' said the small figure. "'Who are you?' asked Mr. Abernathy. His head was starting to hurt.' "'I'm a ghost,' said the small figure, then added, a little uncertainly, "'Boo?' "'No, not what are you. Who are you?' 
Oh. The small figure removed the glasses and lifted up its sheet, revealing a pale boy of perhaps eleven, with wispy blonde hair and very blue eyes. I'm Samuel Johnson. I live in number 501, and this is Boswell, he added, indicating the Dachshund by raising his leash. Mr. Abernathy, who was new to the town, nodded, as though this piece of information had suddenly confirmed all of his suspicions. Upon hearing its name spoken, the dog shuffled its bottom on Mr. Abernathy's porch and gave a bow. Mr. Abernathy regarded it suspiciously. "'Your shoes don't match,' said Mr. Abernathy to Samuel. "'I know. I couldn't decide which pair to wear, so I wore one of each.' Mr. Abernathy raised an eyebrow. He didn't trust people, especially children, who displayed signs of individuality. "'So,' said Samuel, "'trick or treat?' "'Neither.'